Welcome everyone to Seek, Go, Create. This is where we redefine success in leadership, business, and in ministry. And I like to say this is kind of where the seekers, the goers, the creators come to hang out. And today's going to be very interesting. This is a, um, it's a solo episode, so you've just got me. And, and it's going to be a topic that it's very challenging for me to discuss, I think it's I think it's challenging for the entire world and people. If if someone comes in and say, I absolutely know what the answer to this is, then I love hearing from them. You know, there were times in my life that I felt that way, but uh, but we're going to be discussing, you know, really were you created for a purpose? And and if so, and I believe that we are, how do we find that out? How do we know what our purpose is? And I'll go ahead and tell you right up front, there's going to be spiritual aspects to this. There'll be some scriptures that I discuss because that's my paradigm. That's where I'm coming from. And some of you may fit into that category. Some of you may not. But I just welcome you into this episode. If you're watching this via video on one of our social channels or if you're listening in on the podcast, I want to welcome you because what this is all about today, this is kind of the intro. Were you really created for a purpose? I believe the answer is yes, but how do we know what our purpose is? Is it possible that we're already living the life we were created to live? Maybe. How do we know that? How do we find that out? In this episode, we're going to attempt to answer some of those questions. It may just be conversational with me, uh, but we're going to identify some strategies. I do have three steps for those that know how my mind works. I, I usually work in threes or seven, so I work towards coming up with at least some steps or strategies that may help with any topic or anything that uh, I bring up. I want to I wanna give a shout out to uh, my buddy James, made a comment on our Instagram channel. If you, haven't, if you aren't seeing what we're doing on Instagram, make, make sure you go check it out. And uh, we actually put up an infographic of, I think, three or four steps on one of the recent uh, solo episodes I did. And he said, is this how you coach and work with people? And I kind of responded. And I said, you know, I, don't, I, I guess it's the way I coach and work with people, but it's really the way my mind works. I work by tackling these bigger topics. And then I try to simplify them by bringing them down to things that I can understand and comprehend. And then maybe I could share that with other people. And that's sort of what we're going to do here. And so welcome to this episode and glad you're here and wherever you're watching it or, or consuming this information, thank you for joining me because I actually will go ahead and tell you I'm probably going to struggle through some of this. The thing that I definitely do, want, do not want to do here is come across with a mindset or attitude that I know all the answers. Because I will say this related to this topic, many others, it seems like the older or more mature I get, the less I think I know about it. But I still think we need to discuss it. So anyway, this is about purpose and mission. So let's go ahead and dive in. It seems as if there's just a ton of books and teachings and organizations and people out there and coaches like myself and other people that continue talking about and teaching and showing us how to come up with our purpose and our mission and our vision. And I believe all of those or most of those are good. I mean, I've interviewed a number of people that do that on our podcast, on our show. And I talk to people all the time. I'm in some mastermind groups. I have coaches myself. And so all of that is good, but it just seems as if that area, those questions are just mushrooming, exploding like a, you know, like a nuclear explosion that more and more people, seems like the more advanced we get as a culture, that, that more people question why they're here, what their purpose is, what they're supposed to do. And, and I'm no different. Uh, I've got people in my family. My wife and I discuss this all the time. I know our children do that. Clients that I work with, Many times the question that comes up is, what was I created for or what is my purpose? And so we're going to dive into that. And I've got a lot of thoughts. I've got a lot of disclaimers. And then as we wrap up, I've actually got three 
ways or steps or strategies that may help. I won't say they're definitive, but they may help you uh, identify that purpose and walk more in that purpose or that assignment that you have in your life. So let me do this before we really get rolling. And, and that is this. I'm going to give a few disclaimers, okay? First disclaimer, I just want to right out of the gate say, if you're still listening, that this message may not be for everyone. You know, some of you may have already tuned it off. If you, if you think that you already know what your purpose is, you're locked in, you're dialed in. First of all, I may want to interview you on the podcast because I run across a lot of people that are in that position, but not that many. So I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear you in the comments or, or reach out to us just to share that. But if you're right where you need to be and you know you're created to do what you're doing, you may want to skip over this. Even though I'll probably add a little bit of a caveat to that, you may just want to hang around just because many times in life we, we then circle back and realize, hmm, maybe I should think more about that, or maybe that's something that I need to consider again. Or, like has happened with many of us, you go through uh, an event in your life that changes everything. Uh, and all of a sudden you realize maybe I didn't know as maybe I wasn't as laser focused and and knowing what I was what is created for as much as I thought. So that's first disclaimer is this may not be for everyone. And I totally get that, accept that. And that is cool. No big deal. Maybe just hang around and listen in. Disclaimer number two. And I've kind of said this at the beginning, but I do not have all the answers. The interesting thing about Tim is that had I done a talk like this, and I may have actually done them 12 years ago, probably before 2008 and all that we went through financially then, and when I was coaching and teaching and training in the real estate space, and when I was doing corporate training and leadership training in the 90s, I probably would not have admitted that. So I don't know if that shows maturity on my part. I don't know if it just shows transparency. I don't know if I'm finally getting it. I don't know. But I just want to be real upfront and clear that I'm going to go through some thoughts, observations, some things I've, I believe, uncovered and a lot of time in prayer and quiet time and observation and my own life and others that I'm just going to share some of those things. And but they this is not going to be like your formula for life. I think it'll be some things that'll help. I think it can move us forward if we really apply some of the things we talk about. But this is not the end all be all. Don't make a doctrine out of it. Don't, you know, don't build a church somewhere or anything like that. So I'm just sharing my journey, my observations from experiences. And then the third disclaimer is this. I, I really do believe that it's difficult to have this discussion to teach on this topic, to share on this topic without having some type of faith involved. And, and you may be one that you, you, don't, you don't believe in higher power, don't believe in God, don't believe in you know faith, whatever you want to call it. And that is fine. But I encourage you to stick around because for me, a lot of this really does move towards kind of the creation and why I'm here and then identifying that from the one that created me. So there's going to be some spiritual uh, tones to what I'm going to talk about. I'm even going to mention some scriptures. I'm a follower of Christ. And so it'll relate to that. If that is not where you're at, that's cool. Hang around, listen in. If it is, um, then I know you'll probably, it'll resonate with you what, uh, what we discuss. So anyway, those are my disclaimers. So now we can kind of move into, I've just got a lot of bullet points in front of me. So I'll be kind of, you know, a little bit reading and looking at my notes that I don't often do, but I wanted to organize my thoughts as best as I could with this topic, because I think it's really, really big. And so first thing I want to say, and I want to try to look, if I could look you in the eyes, if you're watching this on video, if I could speak directly to you, if you're listening to this in your vehicle or listening to audio, I truly think that everyone was created for a purpose. I really, really, really believe that. So the first thing that I would love to convey is if for some reason you don't believe that, I want to, with as much conviction as I can convey, say, I really believe you were created 
for a purpose. Even if you're discouraged, even if you believe you've gone through failures or failed at things or, or you look around and you don't have the relationships or, or the financial life or the work or anything that you truly believe you should have had at this stage or at this point in life, I really believe that you were created for something. And I also want to follow that up by saying we can't rank people and we can't compare. Wealthy leaders do not have a more important purpose than the mom raising two children on a, on a tight budget or the, or the person that might be on a continent that wouldn't be first world, that might be living a very simple life where their goal is to just get food on a daily basis. Many of us that are listening to this can't relate to that. But I don't believe there's a rank system in the creation story. I don't believe that some people that are political world leaders, business leaders, I don't believe they're better than or higher up the purpose scale than people that may have one or two relationships and they're just interacting and ministering to them. I think it's important to establish that foundation. And it's really a an underlying theme of all that we do with Seek Go Create. And that is this aspect of redefining how we look at success, because in the world that we're in with social media and the way we're able to consume information like you're doing right now, watching this or listening to this, it's so easy to compare to others. And some people might look at myself and my wife, we live in an RV and travel And they may think, oh, that would be the greatest thing ever. You know, obviously great things are happening with them and they can go wherever God wants them to go or wherever they think they're supposed to go. And, you know, that that is true. It's cool. But I don't think that's any different from the person. I mean, I talk a lot about being a nomad and how cool it is. I don't think that's any better or different than the person that has been called to one area or one region their entire life. And they're there building a life and ministering or just blessing other people. It's not better or worse. It's just different and it's unique. And that's one of the messages that I want to share as we go through this, that, that don't, don't, don't compare. This is really all about identifying and trying to find out what our purpose is. What are we created for? You know, I also want to say this, this may not be popular, but You know, those people that begin understanding that they're attempting to walk in God's kingdom or they're followers of Christ like I am. And, uh, you know, I spent time at Bible school and, and around a lot of people that would be considered very spiritual. I do not believe that ministers and missionaries are higher up the food chain than someone who's digging ditches or someone who might be a plumber or someone who's a small business owner or a solopreneur or even, you know, someone in the corporate world. I don't think they are better or worse. It's just identifying what they were created to do. So please, let's don't compare. I know for the longest, and I'll just share this from a spiritual standpoint, I've always been a business guy. I'm wired to do business. I really struggled with, once I came to know the Lord and was a follower of Christ, I really felt like I needed to do something in full-time ministry because it seemed like that was the ultimate. That was what everyone should aspire to do. And the more I see things in the world, the more I, you know, see other people, the more I realize what my giftings and talents are. I don't think I'm supposed to do that. There's probably a lot of people in those positions that they were probably supposed to work like Jesus' disciples did and just do the ministry from the outpouring of what they were doing with their work. So anyway, my main point with all of this is not to disparage anyone. My main point is to lift everyone up. And that is to say there is no pecking order. I believe there is no rank. There is no status. I think for those of us that believe in life beyond, you know, where we are here on this earth, that we will be very surprised to find out there, there may be a, you know, a quiet elderly woman that no one knows about. She's not an influencer on social media. She's not posting her Bible verses and all that she's doing that we find out that her ministering to the 10 people that she ministered to on a daily basis 
is is higher or as high in the kingdom of God as anything else. So, so anyway, I think there's a great equalizer there. So don't compare. Don't talk. Don't let money be the gauge. Redefine success, as we like to say here, at Seek Go Create. I do think, and I want to say this real clearly. I don't want anything that I'm saying to come across as what you're doing isn't your purpose. You need to find something else. I think many people have this just this knowing that there's got to be something more. There's got to be something different. And I don't agree with that either. I truly believe that many of you are probably right where you need to be. And you're probably right in that purpose or calling or assignment. And maybe this conversation might even help you say, you know what? I'm good. I mean, maybe not good, but you know, I'm, I'm right where I need to be and I'm in good shape. So I do not want to create this, this is where you need to be going type, uh, type message here, because you may be right there. You know, you you may be, if you're a grandparent and you're watching over, uh, a child of one of your children, And, you know, you can't go out, you can't do much because of all that's going on in the world. That very well could be your assignment and purpose right now. You know, it could be that you used to do a lot in your church and you wish you could do that again. Your assignment right now might be watching over that grandchild. And that may be such an important purpose now. So, you know, not only do we not want to compare, but we also don't want to get this longing for more that there's something else we need to be doing because it could be that we are right where we need to be. And so, so I wanted to say those things and then kind of move into the, the group of people that I seem to run across the most. And that is the people that are seeking and searching and still trying to find that match, that purpose, that vision, that mission in life, that the words I'll use quite often as we move forward here, that assignment in the bigger picture. I call it the assignment in God's kingdom, but just your place on this earth. What is it that you're supposed to be doing? And so all of that is to just kind of get us going and moving in the direction of saying once again, before I go into some steps and a few other little uh, teaching points here, I haven't figured this out myself. I work with a lot of really bright, high performers, and I can tell you, most of them haven't figured it out. And even if you were to say, Tim, I think I've got it. I have a feeling if we had a conversation that you might admit you're still working on it also. So what I really want to say is let's all work on this together. Let's, let's be a people that encourages and helps each other. And I think there's probably no greater purpose, no greater assignment than helping other people find their assignment. And that's one of the reasons I love coaching and doing what I do with the podcast and YouTube and things like, things like that. So there's, there's also one thing that I want to identify here, and that is the cultural aspect of where we are at the time we're doing this. We're recording this in 2021. And, you know, most of the people I'm guessing are listening to this are first world. You know, in other words, you're probably not attempting to find food and get a roof over your head every day. You probably have your basic needs met. You're probably listening to this or watching this on some high-tech device or television. So, so you've got your basic needs met. And The reason I bring that up is that I want to also say that we may possibly, this is going to be very ironic, I know, saying this, we may possibly be making a bigger deal of this than we should. I read a book recently. When I was in Bible school, I was around a lot of people that were really trying to find out what God had in store for their lives. What was their calling? And they were, this is kind of a churchy term, they were resting in the Lord. They were waiting for the Lord to give them their assignment. And it used to irritate me a little bit. I'm kind of a man of action. I like to do things. But I would look around and go, huh, you know, while you're resting and waiting, why don't you get a job? Why don't you make a few dollars? Why don't you pay your bills and things like that? And I know that sounds pretty harsh, but maybe you kind of get the point that I'm trying to make there. But 
But so, so I was really thinking about this a lot during the time that we were around all those beautiful people, all those great people in that Bible school setting, because I saw this a lot. And so I actually read a few books on this, especially related to it from a spiritual standpoint. And I just want to share an example that came up from one of those books. And I apologize, I cannot recall the book, but I'll recall the story here. There was a young millennial aged person that was going through this identity crisis. You know, what am I created for? What am I supposed to be doing in the world? All of those things like we're talking about here. And this person went and talked to their grandfather. And their grandfather had lived during the Depression, I think during, you know, World War II. And this person interviewed their grandfather. And I can actually envision this conversation with my, both of my grandparents who are no longer with us. And I could, I could see the conversation going very similar to this. But this person went to their grandfather and said, you know, I'll, I'll call, I'll use the name that I would use for my grandfather, granddaddy. You know, what was your purpose in life? What were you created to do? Why were you, why were you here on this earth? And, and the conversation would go something like this. He would probably look back at me and go, and this is harsh language, but take it for what it is. What the heck are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. That is so foreign to me. And the conversation in this book went something like this. It was like, all I know is that I get up every day and I go to work and I come home and I'm excited that we've got food on the table and I do my best to raise my children, you know, your parents. And, and I'm excited that I've got grandchildren now. And you know what? I do that every day. And my grandfather worked in a guard shack. Literally, it was a 12 by 12, you know, glass room that it was a chemical, chemical plant, chemical factory, and trucks came in and out, and he would monitor and check those all day. So he sat for the entire time that I knew him working in that 12 by 12, and that was his work, and he loved it. He carried his lunchbox. Every once in a while when I would visit, I would go there with him, and you know what? That was his purpose in life, and, and so I guess what I'm saying is, is that many generations before us and I don't know what the time frame is on this, they never even thought about this. And so I do want to acknowledge that in many ways, this is somewhat of a new conversation that we're trying to have. It's, a, it's something that generations before, they were so consumed with just living their life and having gratitude for, for being and being alive and having food and a roof over their heads and not going through depression type uh, economic situations, that maybe we should probably start this off with just having a little bit of gratitude ourselves and maybe just acknowledging that. I think that would be an important thing to do. So hope that story made a little sense to you because it kind of helps frame, it kind of helps make this a big deal, but maybe not as big of a deal as we might try to make it. So anyway, another thing related to that in our culture, I, th I talked a little bit about this earlier, is we, we compare ourselves to each other. And we're able to do that really easily because of social media. We have a lot of leisure time. I think the generations before us didn't have a lot of free time to sit around and ponder and meditate and think about what's my purpose in life. They were working, okay, and they were working hard. They were running their farms and things like that. And many of us working, you know, in, in today's world, we may not have time to think about it like that, but we weren't as hyper aware of the, what am I supposed to do with my life? How can I live a fulfilled life? What is my purpose and vision and mission? It just didn't exist to that extent. And if there's a little tinge of snarkiness in my voice, I apologize, please forgive me. But I just wanted, I want to frame the conversation so that we have it in a mature way, but we also don't elevate this so big that it really consumes us and overtakes all of our thinking and all of our thought process. You know what? If you get up in the morning and you spend time around your family, you do some things that are productive and creative, and then you, you know, you spend some more time with your family and you go to bed at night in many ways that's probably one of the most fulfilling lives that many of us can ever lead. So be thankful and grateful that we're able to do that. We're going to look at a number of angles 
and perspectives related to purpose and calling in this episode. And here's what I'm not, I don't make a lot of guarantees, but the way my mind works, I really question a lot of things. My wife sometimes gets annoyed and aggravated because we'll have a conversation and she'll say, it seems as if you're arguing with me. And being a smart husband of over 32 years, I would never argue with my wife, but I do like to ask questions and sometimes they could come across as combative. And so the, uh, the output of this conversation that we're having here is that uh, to the nth degree inside my head. And I can almost assure you that you're going to hear something from that's kind of coming out of my head here that you've never heard before because I have been meditating, thinking about uh, studying, looking at this for years and years and years. And it's my hope that you hear something that just gets you thinking, that maybe causes you to dig a little deeper and, and just kind of helps you along your journey because I know that this has helped me greatly along my journey. So let's go ahead and move forward. I, I do want to talk about the systems that we function and operate in because it helps it helps us understand it'll help you understand where i'm coming from regardless of what you know about this but over the last five or six years i've really done a lot of study from a spiritual standpoint on something that we call the kingdom of god and if you're not familiar with that it's referenced in the new testament Matthew 6.33 is the scripture. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And again, if you don't understand that fully, just kind of hang with me here. But, but, but what I believe that I understand is that there's two systems that function in the world or in the realm that we live in. There's the kingdom of God, and then there's the system of the world. And the kingdom of God is at the beginning of that scripture, Matthew 6.33. And the things that are talked about at the end of Matthew 6.33 represent the world. And one of the things that I did for a large portion of my life is that I chased after, I desired, I really, really wanted those things that were at the end of that scripture, the things or the world system. And I'll give you some of them. I really was measuring my success on the amount of money I had, the cars, the houses, all of those things. And we, we obtained a lot of that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not in any way bashing all of that. It's just it can kind of get us out of balance when we're chasing after that. And it is all that we use to measure our purpose or our success or what our identity is. And so... So if that is the system that you're functioning in, some of the conversation that we have after this may not apply as much to you. I do hope you stick around, but it may not apply as much because one of the things that I'm going to be really talking about in some of the steps and ways that you can really pursue your purpose or your assignment in, in the kingdom or in, in the world is specifically in God's kingdom. That's a term that I use quite a bit is, you know, how do I, how do we find out what our assignment is in God's kingdom. So, so I just wanted to give the difference there so that people could kind of understand that I may be talking about two different systems. You know, in, in a lot of our culture, in the success culture, it could be that you are just looking to, to succeed in your business or, you know, get this, a certain car or travel and all of that's great. We've done all that stuff and we're doing it right now. But to me, it's a byproduct of seeking first the kingdom of God. So that's, that's kind of a foundational principle for me that I believe it's important to understand the more we discuss this topic. Because what I did, I chased success and purpose in that world system for most of my life, all the way up to 2008. Some of you know the story. I won't go into it here. You can go back and listen to past episodes. But we lived in the big house, had the stuff, cars, businesses, seven figures plus, all in real estate. And just a few years later, all of that was gone and we were homeless. And it really, it really caused me to ask more questions about what I was created for, which is somewhat a result that we're discussing here today. So I began studying more of God's king kingdom and I realized the differences. I came to realize that the goal was not necessarily money or status or titles, 
but every day to seek the assignment in his kingdom and then do all that we can to fulfill it. So my mission, my, my thing that I do on a daily basis is I just say, Lord, what is my assignment in your kingdom? Now, the cool stuff, is, cool thing is, and I'm not saying this is a formula, but just let me give this for example. The more I do that, the more of the things and the other stuff that flows into us, finances and vehicles and the ability to travel and do the things that I used to chase after, but now because I'm seeking after my assignment in the kingdom, it's like all those other things are just flowing in without me thinking about them and chasing them a great deal. There's a lot more to that. And so I'm just going to kind of let that sentence hang out there and let that marinate with you. So, uh, so here's the cool thing, though. Many of you may already be doing what your assignment or your purpose is. You just may need to reframe or think about it differently or change your mindset and, and use a term that I like to say, receiving it instead of chasing after it. Because I've noticed that I am not doing many things differently today on a day-to-day basis than I was doing 12 plus years ago with the companies and the businesses that we have. I will tell you it's at a different pace. It's more relaxed. It's more peaceful. But the results, if you were to measure results, so far surpass. And, and I'm just kind of enjoying it more along the way. So anyway, so you may already be doing it. And like I said earlier, I am not here to say you need to go find something different because you may already be walking on a day-to-day basis in that assignment that you have. So anyway, how do you know, this is a question that I'll ask you, how do you know you're not already doing exactly what you were created to do? And I know there's at least a few of you that need to hear that because you're anxious or you're, you're, you're trying to think through, you think you're wasting time where you are and you're wanting to do something different when you might be exactly where you need to be. Just take a deep breath and relax and look around and say, hmm, maybe this is what I was created to do. And that's an exciting place to be in. Now, before I get into specifics, I do believe that we all have a very specific and unique assignment. I do want to say in this kingdom, this kingdom of God, this system that I'm talking about, I do think there's some general assignments that apply to all of us, okay? So even if you don't know what your specific and unique assignment is, there's some things that we all do. Like, for example, uh, there's scriptures that tell us that we're supposed to love God, love others as we love ourselves. So there is no assignment. There is nothing that will come up that will tell us that we are not to love God and love others, love our neighbors, love the people around us, or to love ourselves also. So nothing that you get in all likelihood, it should never have you harming or doing injustice to any one else. I think it's very important that we're very clear with that. Many times in in history, we've seen that people have taken small things or they've tried to say that their mission is to do something to harm other people or to do things like that. There is nothing in this message that will claim that. So foundational principle, love God, love others, love self. And then the one I mentioned earlier, which is Matthew 6, 33, seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. That was something that in my quiet time with the Lord years ago, he said, what have I always told you to seek first? And I said, I think I know that, but let me check it out. It's seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, which that righteousness is right standing, understanding where we, where we are with God and, uh, and how we're accepted and, and in his kingdom because of what he did through his son, Jesus Christ, that, uh, that allows us to be in right standing with him. So those are some general assignments, but let's talk more as we, um, as we move along about our specific purpose or assignment. What were you that's watching or listening in? What were you created for? And I'm going to go over three steps. And I, and I wrote out here in my notes three simple, but boy, I probably shouldn't have wrote that word because it's simple, but it's not necessarily easy. 
steps to receiving your assignment, your mission, what you're to do on a daily basis. And I'll tell you, as I was making notes for this, uh, this episode and this teaching, I was reading in Matthew 7, 7 through 8. It's on the Sermon on the Mount and it's powerful. Go take a listen. But, but it really helped me form how I wanted to share this with you. And, and really in that scripture, I'll let you go look at it yourself. I'm not going to read it exactly, but there are three words that jump out. And this is my paraphrase. It says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find, and knock, and the doors will be open to you. And there's a lot more to that. But what I do in the three steps or the three areas, I don't know that they're necessarily in order, is I'm going to group them into those three statements, ask, seek, find, because they fit so well. If you, if you actually go read, or I love to listen to Jesus teaching on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Actually, the Sermon on the Mount starts in Matthew 5 and finishes up just shortly after this in Matthew 7. Just go read the whole thing. I think it'll be powerful and be a real, it'll minister to you, and especially in context of this topic. But so, so we're going to look at ask, seek, and knock. And that's going to be our guide with some, I'll call them practical steps, some things that we can do on a regular day-to-day basis, or, or we can do uh, just to help us find what is our assignment. So, so let's start off with ask. Okay. That's the first one. Number one is ask, just start asking some questions. Look for clues. Be a detective. Remember, what we're trying to find is what is our assignment in this earth? What were we created for? What's our assignment in God's kingdom? And here's some questions you can ask. Let me just give you a few questions that might just help give you some clues. Number one, what are you good at? I mean, listen, I'll give you an example. I loved, I used to really love basketball. Haven't played in a little while, but when I was growing up, I don't know if it was where I was, just outside of Atlanta. There's a group of us. We played a lot of basketball. But I'll tell you that I wasn't super fast. I could be a little bit quick at times. I was pretty good at it. I tried to work on my shooting and my dribbling and my skills, but I wasn't very tall. I was a little bit slower. And you know what? It was nothing that I was really, really good at. And I don't know if that's a good example or not, but look for things that you are good at. There was a period of time that I was thinking that I needed to step away from business because I needed to do some things in ministry. And you know what I found out? I'm, I'm pretty good at strategy and helping people identify what they need to do in business as far as the big picture and marketing and, you know, 90 day strategic plans. And I... I just identified that that's something I'm good at. So what are you good at? Ask the question. I'm going to go through a few more here. What gives you joy and energy? I think some of you can tell as I go along here that my voice starts getting quicker and I start getting more energized the more I speak and share. I love interviewing people, talking to people, and doing what I do with this podcast. It gives me joy and energy. What gives you joy and energy? What do people ask you about all the time? In other words, what are people seeking you out and saying, hey, what about this? What do you think about this? That might be a clue for you. Or what makes you really angry? What is something that's an injustice or something that's going on in the world that you just really wish you could do something to stop it? That might be a clue for, uh, for what it is you were created for. And then here's another one. This is one I saw recently. I might have seen this on social media. It's what can you talk about for 30 minutes with no preparation, no preparation at all. What can you discuss? That could be a clue. So the questions I just mentioned, what are you good at? What gives you joy and energy? What do people ask you about? What makes you really angry, upsets you? And what can you talk about for 30 minutes with no prep? So those are some questions to ask. The next thing that I wanna say under this ask grouping or category is, who should we ask? In other words, do we just go up to strangers? Do we just, you know, put it on social media? Do we, I don't know. And I don't think that's the case. So let me give you three, I guess, three, I guess, types of people that you probably should ask this question. Number one, I believe is the most important, especially if you're looking for your assignment in his kingdom, 
is to ask God. And really the scripture, Matthew 7, 7 through 8, is really talking about asking him. And the method that I use is in the morning, I try to have quiet time. I've got my journal and I just sit there and I say, Lord, what is my assignment today? What would you like me to do today? So I think that you really need to have a relationship if you're of a spiritual nature and you're seeking out your purpose or what you were created for, then I think it's good to have relationship with the one that created. And that's my belief system. And so do what you can to have relationship with him and ask him and then be quiet and maybe have a piece of paper or pen, pencil in your hand and write down what comes to mind. I truly believe that that is him communicate, communicating with you what your assignment may be. So ask God, ask connections that you have, your family, your spouse, your friends. You know, some people need to be careful with this because sometimes they have your best interest. Sometimes they may not. So some of you may, may get excited about that, that step. Some of you may not, but ask connections, ask people around you, ask people that, that love you, ask people that really do want the best for you and really, really try to listen and seek and ask for their input. And then finally, who to ask is, I believe in this because I am one, I have them for myself, but have a mentor, a coach, or a trusted advisor, someone that really has your best interest at heart, someone that really wants to see you succeed, to succeed at great levels. So who do you ask? God, your connections, your mentor, uh, coach, or trusted advisor. All right, so those are all under the ask. Let's move to seek, a word that we really like here at Seek Go Create. So seek, and this is an important one going back to who to ask, but I'll say it this way. It's really tough to know what someone's plan is for you if you do not know that person. And so it kind of goes back to what I mentioned earlier is that you need to spend some quiet time with, I believe, your creator. You need to know him and learn about his kingdom. And I mentioned a few things, but let me just give you a few steps that I've seen. I, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, these are a few things that I really think that all of us need to do, even if you're not seeking uh, what you're looking to do in God's kingdom. I think it's just a good practice to do these few things. I think I have five listed out here, but uh, for me, just go ahead and know that this is really related to my spiritual growth, but it's it's anything for someone who is just wanting to to get better at being quiet and knowing what their assignment is. First thing is eliminate distractions. And that is very, very important. I don't have it in front of me here, but these phones are devices, noises, other people, comparison, all of those are distractions that we need to attempt to eliminate. So that's the first thing. The second one may be as tough for many of us in the culture we're in today, and that is be still. Be still, be quiet practice not having stimulation, you know, TVs and noise and music and everything going around. I've got this habit that I'll put in, put an AirPod in my ear every morning when I get up. And as I'm doing my early morning things, I'm listening to a podcast or something. And just recently I realized that I need to take a few mornings where I do not listen to anything. I just have quiet. And that's when you need to be still Try to have, try to remove anxiety. Try to remove the things and thoughts from your minds that might bring you stress. Don't get in a chase or I, I like to move away from the hustle mentality. I had that for many years in my life and I could tell you it was exhausting for me and it did not lead to results that I liked. Some of you are good at that and you get the results, that's fine. But for me, that did not work well. So be still. And then related to that, the third item is get quiet. Get quiet. I think those are related, but for many of you, it means meditation. For many of you, it might mean prayer. It's just getting quiet. So get quiet is next. And then this next one, I really, we, I believe we've got a deficit of this in our current first world culture. And that is to think, really think, focus. Don't think too far out. 
don't don't think too much into the past, but think about what is going on right now. What does today look like? Be present. Be mindful. Try to think about what is right in front of you right now, today. And I know I struggle with this, and I'm guessing that many of you do also, because when I sit down and I be still, I get quiet, all of a sudden my mind starts wandering to what's on my to-do list, what happened yesterday, what's going on tomorrow, and I really want to be able to focus and think. So I encourage you to think, and this is a time to think about what is your assignment? And so that's important. And then the final step here, or at least the tip, I believe is to journal, write things down. I think when you're thinking of things, it's really helpful to capture them in writing. So those five things there that I think help us, you know, to know him and learn about his kingdom, or at least to, at least to put ourselves mentally in a state of seeking is to eliminate distractions, be still, get quiet, think, and then journal. And now let's move to the final area, which is, remember, we're going to ask, seek, and knock. And so let's move to knock. And this one's kind of important. I referenced this at the beginning. If you just continue sitting and doing nothing, it's going to be very difficult to see any results. This one is one where action comes in. And there's some people that are just out there busy and doing stuff, and they may need to do the other two steps that I mentioned. And then there's some people that are doing the other two steps pretty well, but they need to start getting busy and go out and do something. I don't know where you fit in that, maybe neither of those, but, but I know at times in my life, I've been in both of those camps. And so if you've been sitting, if you've been resting, if you've been asking and seeking for a season or a period of time, it may be getting to the point where you need to knock, get out, move, and do something. And here's some of the, uh, I guess, the bullet points that I listed out under that. And that is just move. Go or move. Break the friction from being still. Because many times we can get into this habit of just sitting and we really are being nudged to get out and do something. So we're just kind of breaking that friction between your backside and the, and the recliner or the seat and getting out and moving. So go out and move. The second bullet point there is just do something. If you don't have clarity on exactly what the assignment is or exactly what you should be doing, just do something. Help someone else. Go out and try something. Test it. See if something works. And then sit back down and, you know, eliminate distractions, be still and quiet and evaluate it. See how well you've done. And that's really the third bullet point here is, you know, go, move, do something. Then evaluate, you know, after you've done something, don't keep doing it. Don't keep knocking and banging on a door that's not opening or not moving. Look back and say, huh, you know what? I, I really need to know, am I knocking on the right door? And it could be when you step back and evaluate you may need to do the fourth item here, which is adjust and look to the right and the left. And you may need to slide down and go to another door. It could be that when you start knocking on another door, it opens up and that's the pathway that you need to go through to your assignment. And so that's the adjust piece of that. So I said, go or move, do something, evaluate, adjust. And then finally under this step, repeat. Repeat what, Tim? Repeat all of these. Ask, seek, knock. Because if you're knocking and if you're knocking on a door, and we can go back to this scripture in Matthew 7, 7 and 8, it says it will be opened unto you. Ask and you'll, you know, ask and you'll find, you know, seek, seek, ask and it'll be given, seek and you'll find, knock and it'll be opened to you. And Really, for me, I'm kind of a big thinker at times, and then I'm a simple thinker at times. For me, I often can fake myself out. Many times I can overthink things. And on a day-to-day -day basis, on a week-to-week -week basis, it really does become clearer and clearer to me that to find my assignment, to get to where Tim needs to be, and I would encourage you to get to where you need to be. 
that it may be as simple as ask, seek, and knock <laughs> so that it can be given, you can find, and it can be opened unto you. And I truly believe, again, I'll say this as we wrap up here, that everyone, everyone that's hearing my voice or watching this, you were created for something. And, and you know, we, we can say you were created for greatness. I believe that is relative. I think our culture sometimes compares people, like I said earlier, that I believe that you were created at least for a purpose that will have greatness. If not an immediate greatness, I do believe it's for some type of greatness. And our mission, Mission Impossible here, should you choose to accept it, is to attempt to determine what that purpose and assignment is. So it's really my hope and my prayer, my belief that something that I've said will help you move closer to that because I'm attempting to enact this in my own life. I'm attempting to encourage others that I'm around to do it. So I hope that it's been helpful for you. And I just want to encourage you to keep going. Don't get weary. Don't be discouraged. There's a lot of things going on in the world that could discourage us. Try not to do that because we're created for something. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do here at, uh, at Seek, Go, Create. It's one of the things that I'm attempting to do with all that I'm doing in my life. So I hope it's encouraged you. If it has, please let us know. I'd, I'd really ask that you share this, share this episode, this video, this, if you're watching this on social media, please share this. Give us comments. I'd love to hear some feedback and say, you know, Tim, I like what you said here, or, you know, I really have questions about this, or even if you disagree, I am cool with that too. I'd love to hear comments on all our socials. We're on all the social channels. We are Seek, Go, Create. You're welcome to go share there. We're at seekgocreate.com. You can find us there. But the thing that I really ask you to do is attempt to apply some of this in your life and then take this episode and share it with others so that we can get more people living the way they were created to live. Thank you for listening in. I appreciate it so much. And we'll look forward to speaking with you again, speaking to you again on Seek, Go, Create. Oh,